We are trying to look at the Ten Commandments in light of the people of God interacting with God and interacting with the world in a way that represents God as, as his people. We are the kingdom of God and we are called to represent God to be a kingdom of priests to all the land. God's vision, God's goal was that the world would come to us and see God clearly. Does that happen all of the time? Absolutely not. Does the, does the world come to the church and see God? To see the way of God? No, it doesn't. Not all the time. And not in every circumstance. And in some circumstances, some of the time. In some circumstances, none of the time. We are not always fantastic representatives of God. That's why the church's job is predominantly to point to Jesus. To say, yes, come to us, we'll, we'll point to Jesus. But any church that points to the church is going to miss being the kingdom of priests. We have to be a people who point to Jesus. Not our understanding of Jesus. Like We just have to send people there. You have a friend that when you introduce that friend to other friends that you have to give a disclaimer. <laughs> so nobody? All right, well. We all have that person we're like, hey, he's going to say some things. It's the way he was raised. You should... You don't like him. You should see his dad. It's way worse. So you kind of have to give an explanation. Sometimes we do that with Jesus. We're like, okay, go to Jesus, but I need you. When he tells you to love everybody, I got some disclaimers. We don't need to do that with Jesus. We can point people to Jesus, and Jesus will do with those people what Jesus does. We don't have to try to make it one thing or the other. Jesus is going to change and shape people. Just like Jesus is changing and shaping us. So to be a kingdom of priests, we are imperfectly living out what we hope heaven will be like. What we hope God's kingdom looks like. But in the end, in our brokenness and in our frailty, our best option is to point people Jesus. To see the Ten Commandments in, in, in that light, not necessarily the Jesus light, but in the kingdom of priests light, it keeps us then at times from using the Ten Commandments or any of the commandments as, uh, as, as swords. And this one's the, the most difficult one, I think. Because those of us who are parents like to pull this commandment from its sheath and wield it about in the direction of our children. If seen in a certain way, honor your father and mother can be read as you guys need to honor me. And I doubt Pointing honor at ourself is the way of the kingdom of priests. To go, well, I've, 
doing a good job here. I am doing my best. You guys, you little ones, need to honor me. I need some respect. I doubt. I, I just highly doubt in my reading of the text here that God shifts from preparing a people to be his kingdom to ways that things they need to yell at their children. That's not the shift, is it? He's still calling us to be the kingdom of priests. He's still, still calling us to be in covenant with the God who hopes that all of the world will come to his city and worship him. So honor your father and mother. Yes, that's important. But in what way? See, Scripture makes a fantastic mirror, but a horrible magnifying glass. It's a, it's a wonderful way in which to see myself and to say, how can I be this? And to look at my, see myself clearly. But when we take it and we start examining the world through it, we can become pretty self-righteous, can't we? As the detectives of the world around us, trying to make sure that everybody is, well, you know, the problem is nowadays, or the problem is back then, or the problem is with these people, and we can open our Bibles and go, you! Instead of saying me. How does, how, what is Scripture calling me to here? Honor your father and mother. Now, in, the, in this context, it's pretty interesting that Jesus, uh, that, that uh, God has rescued the people from Egypt. They have come out of slavery. The, the, they had the, the plagues and the, there was frogs and boils and, and water to blood. And then they walked out of Egypt. Pharaoh changed his mind and they, they, uh, they, they got away from Pharaoh through the Red Sea. And then God tells them, you're going to need to remember this yearly. And one of the things God says in those commands before we get to Exodus 20 is, tell this to your grandchildren. God is, God is calling a community of people, a group of people, to continually remember the salvation that they found in God. And the way we are to do that is to, in, in this particular context, the way they were to do that was for the telling to be honored. We are to, when our parents and our grandparents tell us about what God has done, they, that is to be honored. They, as human beings, are to be honored, to be respected, to be lifted up. And your, your parents are the ones who, with great difficulty, raised you. I once had a lady tell me while she was cutting my hair. Um, I'd paid her to do so. She wasn't, it wasn't an attack. 
But she was uh, cutting my hair, and she said, you know, when I was a teenager, when I was in high school, I never once sinned. <laughs> what an exclam- exclamation she just, a proclamation she just proclaimed. That's a huge lie. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange thing. Like when our parents were raising us, we were just as difficult as the children we are raising and the, the children they will raise. It's tough to learn to be an adult, isn't it? That's a hard process. And your parents walked with you through that, and you will walk with that, through, walk with your children through that, and your children will walk through that with their children, so on and so forth. But then we've got Jesus standing in front of a crowd that was traveling with him and Luke saying if you don't hate your mom and dad you are not fit for the kingdom now that word hate is it it's not the way we mean it like we we like hate like a certain type of food But that, it's like, if in comparison, you don't love Jesus more than you love your parents. So what's he calling them to there? Same thing, the same thing that the Ten Commandments is calling us to. A covenant with God that, that honors our parents so that the kingdom can be furthered. I hear people say all the time. Oh, if my grandfather could see what we were doing, he'd roll over in his grave. What? That's how you think graves work. Is that how you think death works? Typically what it is, is they're saying, my grandfather was used to a certain way of doing things, a certain process, a certain idea. He was used to a certain doctrine, and, or so on and so forth. And he'd be so upset if he could see that, that it, would just, it just wouldn't work for him. And that's oftentimes been used to say, the church shouldn't be doing this. The church shouldn't be allowing that. The church shouldn't be welcome, welcoming them. Well, if they could just see it. You, you're, always, you're always tempted to be sassy in those moments. Like, well, if he's with God, he's no, he knows better now. If your grandfather is with God, he's, he's not as ignorant about that now. He's not holding tight to old traditions and old doctrines and old worldviews. Your grandfather is not rolling over in his grave. If your grandfather taught you racism, then let him roll. If, if, our, if, our, if our family line taught us something that isn't pertinent to the kingdom of God, then let him roll. 
honoring them is breaking the cycle of that nonsense. Honoring them is moving away from that brokenness into love. Honoring your parents, honoring your mother and father, and I mean, my goodness, it's a big deal that mother is mentioned that, that long ago. In all the other equivalent texts, it's honor your father. And then in Leviticus, she's actually listed first, which is crazy too for that time and beautiful. But letting go of the brokenness of your past, of your family line, is honor. Letting go of those things for the sake of the kingdom of God is honor. Like you, you, you can't hold on to them and be the kingdom of God. You can't hold on to, to like strength. I, I heard it preached in my church growing up. It was, a, it was one of those guys that came in, uh, one of those traveling preachers. We don't do that a ton in the churches of Christ, but he was one of them. And he preached a sermon about, about the, the brokenness of, of African-American people, of black people. And he used scripture to do it. I remember being four or five and just being incredibly confused by this. It's one of my earliest memories. What an insane thing to do. To back up hatred... To, to, to enforce hatred within the church. But we are, we are not far removed from that, are we? It was in my lifetime. Forty years have passed. By the way, last time I saw you, I was 39. Now I'm 40. So I'm a real preacher now. It's insane. It's in, if, if you just look at it on its face, because we have to teach children hatred. That's a learned thing. And that, that teaching should not be honored. And when you, when you perpetuate the brokenness of your family lineage, if you perpetuate the brokenness of, of the history of thought in your parents' life, even, you are not honoring them. Because I can guarantee you, they're not rolling over in their grave. They're, if they are with God, they are begging us to change. That by the grace of God, God forgave the brokenness of their generation and redeemed them. If they are with God, they are not looking down, hoping that we can continue the history of hatred. Your racist great-great-grandfather is hoping you will love and seek unity. Because by the grace of God, even if it was through death, they've now changed. Because you get to heaven and you see, you see multitudes of, of nations and different tribes and different languages worshiping God. Your great-grandfather is rooting for love if he's with God. 
He's not rolling over in his grave. He's rejoicing with the one who rolled the tombstone away from one. He's rejoicing with the resurrected Savior. That nonsense continuing on the brokenness of our family is not honoring our parents. Honoring them is chasing desperately after the kingdom of God. It's chasing desperately after a people who, uh, it's chasing after being a kingdom of priests. Not just doing what daddy did. That's just how he was raised has been used as an explanation for brokenness within the church for too long. You're not honoring your father and mother by continuing anything that they taught you that was outside of the kingdom of God. But we honor our father and mother, particularly in ways where we're going to conduct ourselves in ways that point to God, point to Jesus. The only way to honor your father and mother is to become more like Christ. And there are going to be clashes sometimes within that. I just don't think they would like that. Well, they're not in charge. We we are not a kingdom of priests to our parents. We are a kingdom of priests to the God who redeemed us and set us free. And if we are, some of us are, are blessed beyond measure in that our parents pointed us to Jesus. I'm there. But if we are to honor our father and mother, it's only in seeking after the kingdom that we can truly do so. We all have stuff rattling around in our heads, small and large, important and unimportant, that we learned growing up. I mean, half of this room thought it was Chester drawers until like when they were 18. You just sort of just sort of rung into you. Some of you say wash because your mother did. Some of you moved on. Like there But you you know how easy it is to just have stuff lodged in there. And when, when we give our lives to Jesus, we're committing not to follow any, anyone else. And it's sinful to then merge some brokenness of our parents, brokenness of our history, with the freedom we find in Jesus. That's not honor. That's sin. Honor is whenever your family can look at you even when they have gone on to be with God and say they are, they are fighting for the kingdom of God. Honor is fighting for the, is, is engaging in being a kingdom of priests. That's respecting them enough. Respecting them enough to love better than they did.
honoring them enough to love more broadly than they did. Respecting and honoring your parents enough just to be Jesus to the world. That mess and beauty and brokenness and wholeness that we, that we inherit from our parents, they will have to, we then have to turn that into, all right, well, how do I honor them? By maybe not accepting everything they did, but also carry on, carrying on some things that they did. How do I honor them? The answer then is still the same answer we would give to the world when they come to us and find us incomplete. And while we point the world to Jesus, we also point our own hearts and lives to Jesus. No explanations. We just go to Jesus and say, how do I live? How do I love? How do I show compassion? And if I, can, if I can do that, they won't roll over. They'll lift up their hands and praise the God that redeemed them that we somehow found a way to look more like Jesus. I hope my children love better than me. And love in, love in ways that might even make me uncomfortable. Because comfort, we were not called to comfort, we were called to love. And so I hope they go. And challenge me on, on my pre, preconceived notions. And challenge me on what I think. Because in the name of Jesus, they're furthering the kingdom of so we will honor our history by creating a future that doesn't look like our history, but, be, but creating a future and a kingdom that points to Jesus, a kingdom of priests, a kingdom in covenant, a kingdom of love. Let's pray. Holy Father, you are so good to us. We recognize that our relationships with our parents and our, our uh, history and our traditions are uncomfortable and it's riddled with brokenness and, and joy and seriousness. and it, 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 It's just so weighty, God. It's hard to untangle. So we just come to your throne. We come to your son. We long to be filled with your spirit and let your spirit produce in us the fruit that is needed to be a kingdom of priests. May we honor our history by moving forward in a way that is beautiful and better. May we honor our mother and fathers and our grandparents by not following their ways all the way, but solely following yours. Father, you are good to us, and we, we are so thankful for the relationship we have with you. Through Jesus, with the Spirit, God, we are so thankful. So bless us this week. 
as we are your kingdom, as we try to be your priests and show the world your love. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.